Welcome to Centered Sunday with your host, Sheree Shai Holmes of The Resilient Me. So this particular podcast is actually coming from a very popular live that I did last month that I got so many questions and DMs and comments about that I felt like, you know what, this is podcast worthy. (laughs) So I want to make sure that all of my tribe gets this information in case you're just not on Instagram like that. So I want to talk to you today about the art of becoming, the art of becoming. Um, I feel like this is particularly dear to my heart because as women, we often take roles in service to others, which is no, nothing wrong with serving. I got a servant's heart. So not coming for you guys. Don't, don't feel attacked yet. <laughs> don't send me a message saying I feel attacked. <laughs> Although I have gotten those, uh, in this, the last 30 days, I guess I've been turning up the heat on my message. Um, but as in, as a woman, we often take roles in which we take the back seat and we accompany, we assist, we support, um, we help other people reach and accomplish their goals, but we don't pursue our own. We become a martyr. We become martyrs of our own purpose and calling, uh, in the hopes that you know helping others is just enough, which is not true. Like you've been put on this earth for your own purpose and calling. That does not mean that you can't help other people, but what it does mean is that you you personally are supposed to manifest something of your own sort, of your own creation, of your own hands. You didn't just get put on this earth to assist everybody else and not say that you were able to create or do something. So that's that's really what I want to dive into on this podcast. So for myself this year, just being the example of all of it, 2020 has been a transformative year for me in many ways, spiritually, physically, financially, mentally. And so I think for those of you who have been with me since the beginning of or February, I think I started um, actually sharing my Centered Sunday in podcast form instead of just video. You guys know at the beginning of the year, I always do a word for myself, right? So I usually pray, meditate, and I ask God, you know, what what is the umbrella? What is the theme in which I will experience the coming year? And I was actually in Florida, sitting on the beach, watching the sunrise at like 6.45 in the morning. I had my journal, my Starbucks, and I had the blanket out, and I was listening to my worship music, and I was just meditating on, on God and how good he is. And so as I was doing that, you know, and journaling, asking the Lord, what's my word for 2020? I remember the Lord telling me the word for 2020 is presence. And I was like, uh, okay. But when I, when I got the word, the immediate visual that I got was like a bunch of presents, like gifts, boxes, things wrapped up in bows. And I said, ooh, you know, 2020 is going to be the year that, you know, gosh, it's going to give me a lot of stuff, right? And I was like, okay, well, there's going to be, I'm going to get some gifts. 2020 is going to be the year of gifts to Cherise. Okay, love that. Awesome. 
The second thing is that the Holy Spirit told me, he was like, yeah, it's presents, gifts. Yes, you're going to get those things. But also it's presence, like experiencing God's presence in a different way than what you're used to. I'm like, oh, this is juicy. This is good. And so here we are now in, you know, November, what is today? November 8th, 2020. And I can tell y'all that it is the kind of gifts that the Lord gave me this year was mind blowing transformation. I was thinking gifts, y'all, like tangible stuff, material things, you know, um, typical stuff you think about, like cars, property, things, things of that nature. But what the Lord gave me was so much better and so much greater. And the work that he gave, the work that he did in me first, spiritually and mentally, manifested the other gifts you know and I would say one of my biggest gifts if y'all have been following me on Instagram was me actually writing my book that was like 10 years in the making when I say 10 years in the making it was 10 years in the making like in thought form like I actually never sat down and wrote anything and I finally found the courage and the drive and the strategy to sit down and like write this thing out and it was like in less than 90 days I had 15 chapters done Actually, to be very honest with y'all, it took me, it took me, was it a month, month and a half to write five chapters? And then I just said, well, screw this, <laughs> it's taking too long. And um, I shut down everything for a whole week and I wrote from like 10 in the morning to 11 at night, something like that. Or was it eight in the morning? I don't know, y'all. It's just, I woke up, did my thing. And just wrote, okay? Cooked myself a very nice breakfast. Did some meditation and prayer. And then I started writing. And so that that is a gift that I definitely would say I was not expecting. That's not That wasn't what I had in mind for 2020. And to transition even further than that, um, healing in my body, all kinds of stuff that resulted from spiritual transformation that I that I received those were the kind of gifts that I got and plus I had done a lot of things that I've always wanted to learn that I never never been able to learn so those were gifts to me as well because I finally got a chance to do them and learn them well so how what does this have to do with the art of becoming okay let's let's bring it in <laughs> the art of becoming okay I feel like the gift the presence that the Lord told me he was going to give me in the year 2020 was me coming more into myself that was the gift y'all like the book was great and the technical skills that I learned about other subjects was great but what I really got the the presence that he gave me in 2020 was coming into a deeper knowing of who I am and who he created me to be and that is priceless that is priceless, y'all. And so, like, the past couple of days, I've just been, like, meditating on what were some of the things that hindered me from getting to this point. So, that's what I want to share with you guys in this specific podcast today. So, one thing I would say in the art of becoming that can be a struggle is resistance. So, it may be that you know 
your purpose. You know your calling. You know the business or the career or the organization that you want to start or the gifts that you want to give to the world. But, you know, you're experiencing some level of resistance to that. It may be a vision of your higher self of what you want to become, positive aspirations. But usually when we have those those dreams, those goals, that vision, that plan that comes up, we will experience a level of resistance. And this type of resistance I'm talking about here is fear, self-doubt, self-sabotage. And I think what makes this so dangerous is often it's unconscious that we don't understand that it's even happening. Like we're asleep. We know something's wrong. We know we want to fix it. We're restless. We're bored. We're angry. We're frustrated. We're tired. Um, we're fatigued even. We're just not like, like, you know, you're, suppo- you're supposed to have your own business. You know you're supposed to have your own business. You don't want to work for anybody else, but you just can't figure out what that thing is. And so there's just like this restlessness that remains in you. And so we allow this level of resistance to hamper us from moving forward. Now, this, this resistance can also manifest in the form of distractions. So instead of you taking the step, taking action on the goal, there's, there's a lot of things we could do. We can, we can allow distractions of drinking to come in, of even overeating on food can be a distraction for you where you kind of like pacify or soothe yourself and your connection with food or drink. Um, it could be a lover. We allow relationships, even friendships, to consume or take more of us, more of our time, more of our our individuality, our identity than it should. And we allow habits to come in and consume the precious moments that we could be pursuing our dreams. And y'all, I'm going to say this, we could also allow other people to come into our life as a distraction. So I'm going to give you guys like two examples of how this works. Okay. So when we come to like a conscious level of, we know what we want to create, we know what we want to do, right? I will say on the unconscious level, we might turn to food, to drinking, to relationships, like significant others, friends, whatever habits. But when we get to a conscious level, the way the resistance manifests manifests is that we know we're afraid, we know we're scared, but you know we'll go and seek out quote unquote advice um, from other people. And so there's two ways that this advice could work, right? And I've experienced both. So you go seek advice and be like, "Hey, I want to do X, right?" So let's. This is this is. My example is real, (laughs) but what happened to me is not. So I'm just going to just pretend with y'all for a second. I want to, I want to, I genuinely y'all want to have like a soulful business woman retreat 
for y'all where it's real intimate, small, probably nothing more than like four to six women because we are in a pandemic. I'm going to do it safe. You know, make sure we get temperature tech checks and, you know, affirm nobody's been traveling and all this. I, I have all these ideas in my mind how to ensure that we are safe to the best of my ability. And I'm sure that there's some women who would love to come join me in an Airbnb Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We work on our soul. We work on our spirit. We work on our bodies. We work on our businesses. Okay. And we can all just come together. I'm thinking about uh, having a chef come in and cook our meals fresh. I want the ladies to be able to get at least a one hour massage. We'll be working out together. We'll be meditating. I like I have this whole idea in my mind that it's going to be a, a transformation weekend for y'all, for, for these amazing business women. So to heal their souls, get refreshed, and also have new vision for their business. Now, I could go ask somebody else, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Now, people will not give you advice past what they've already done for themselves. So if I go and ask someone about a vision that's larger than what they see or what they've been able to accomplish or do, more often than not, they will speak against the vision. Not because they don't love me and not because they don't see me being great, but because they're speaking out of their own limitations into my life. So people will tell you, oh, it don't take all that. Oh, why you need a business coach? Oh, you stupid. Why you gonna pay that much money? Listen to me. When people give you this type of advice, I want you to take a look at their life, their business, their career, their family, whatever it is that you are asking advice on. And they may have achieved some level of success. But is that the level that you're trying to achieve? Are you looking to create something bigger, something with more massive impact, something different that they haven't been able to create in the, at the level in which you want to see it manifest? If that is true, I'm going to tell you, you probably need to disregard that. Disregard it. Because they're in their mind, they are saying it out of love because they don't want you to get hurt. They don't want you to get burned. They don't want you to get taken advantage of. They don't want you to feel like, you know, you failed. So they want to protect you from quote unquote failure. Okay. But what they're actually doing is speaking through their own fears speaking through their own insecurities and they're going to limit your vision to their capacity, to what they see as being possible, right? So I have a few people that I trust that know the level and capacity of which I see things. And so I actually did share this with a friend and I said, hey, I was um, meditating this morning and I got this idea and I even said, I said, I don't know if this is a good idea because it's a pandemic. And my friend responded, screw the pandemic. Do it safe. Do it well. But if you know this is what you're supposed to do to give to these women, go for it. I was like, you know what? I mean, when you put it like that, I could still do this in a safe fashion and actually provide tra a transformative experience for these women, for their businesses and for their spirits, right? And I shared it with someone else and I got the same response. Now, these people that I trust have created things bigger than me. 
You see what I'm where I'm going with this? If you're going to get advice from somebody, you need to ask someone who is doing more than you're doing, who can tell you, hey, I've been somewhere down this road before. I've taken risks in this manner before. Invest in yourself and do what your heart is telling you to do, okay? That's one way advice can go when you ask people. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, let's say, actually, no, we'll, we'll I'll give you one more. So I have a friend that is killing it right now. He's like killing it in the game right now. And I was given advice like, I think it's time for you to quit your job. Um, this thing is getting really big. <laughs> At all, almost to the point where it's unwieldy, which you trying to work your full-time job and also handle this massive quote-unquote side hustle that's starting to take over. And I, I, we talked about the exit plan, you know, definitely doing it in the, in the safest way possible, y'all. Listen, safest way possible. Money in the bank saved, paid off all debts, has an emergency fund and I say you are in the prime space and position to do this now is the time don't be afraid goes my friend goes and talks to other people family members these family members have never ran their own business they've never quit their jobs before they've never been in that space and so their advice to my friend was I don't know if that's a good idea we're in a pandemic you need to be uh, make sure you're not making decisions out of your emotions and all kinds of limiting negative beliefs. And I said, you know, you can go ahead and listen to those people, but you have to think you're asking them to chime in on a vision that they never even saw for themselves. I get that they're close to you and they, they carry weight, significance, and influence in your life. So of course we're going to listen to those people. But when it comes to a vision that you're asking them to believe in that they've never seen, you might not get the advice that's most helpful. Same same thing in the case of Joseph who had the dream in the Bible about him being this great leader and everyone in his family bowing down to him. He tried to share that with his family and they were like, yeah, no, you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, they basically, his brothers turned against him because they didn't believe in his vision or his dream. You have to know that what God told you to do or what you felt that you knew you were supposed to invest in do, or you were supposed to launch or begin. I'm encouraging y'all. I'm pressing in right here because 2020, if 2020 didn't show us anything else, you need to go ahead and pull the trigger. Life can change in an instant and you're sitting on your gifts, you're sitting on your calling and you're waiting for the right time, waiting for the right time, waiting for the right time. The whole world just went on a reset. And so I want y'all to recalibrate and look at what you have in your hands and decide that you are resetting your thinking and you're no longer going to think in the old manner, in the old way of doing things. And shift yourself into a place where you're going to be the one that bets on you. This is something that I feel like God is impressing on my heart for like the last year. Sharice, bet on you. Sharice, bet on you. It's, your job is not your source. God is your source. But your security is Sharice, not the job. Let that sit with you. Your job is not your source. God is. 
Your job is not your security. You are. And as long as you bet on you, your talents and your gifts, you will never be broke. If you bet on you. So I want to impress upon you guys to shift as we go into 2021, whatever it is, pray about it, write it down, put it in your journal, meditate on it, ask God, which way should you go? How should you invest? And ask him to give you the courage and the strength to execute because fear can feel so heavy sometimes, especially when you're hearing negative words from everyone else around you. So going back to the opposite end of the spectrum of listening to advice that doesn't serve you, doesn't serve your capacity. I was taught, you know, a certain certain degree of success look like a millionaire status, a fancy BMW or Mercedes, you know, multiple real estate uh, assets and stocks and bonds and all this, all this stuff, right? Something that I was taught that, that people who live from a place of scarcity and lack idolize. So that became their idol and they told me that that's my idol and that was my goal. That's what I should be moving toward. When I tell you guys that I have, have burnt myself out trying to chase a version of someone else's success, that it, it could have literally broken me. And I could be in my 60s talking about I'm not successful when I look around and realize how much I've achieved and accomplished beyond what those people's version, beyond what they've even determined as success. I've, I've, I have exceeded them. I can no longer live by someone else's advice on what success is. I had to create that for Sharice and it's, it's individual to you. What, what may be successful to you is being debt free, being with your family, you know, having a business, being able to travel. That's success for you. Awesome. Love it. It kind of sounds like me. <laughs> or for some other people, being successful is being on TV, um, having several books written, being able to speak around the world, being able to take their family on vacation, having a massive trust, uh, being a multimillionaire where the family can draw off the trust and, and leave an inheritance and a legacy for others. Whatever success is to you, I want you to get clear on what that is and, and change your North Star to what success is for you. Do not allow other people's advice of what you should be doing to derail your focus. You have to know what it is that you're looking for and what it is that you want and you get to define it. You create the narrative of how you want to succeed and how you want to move forward. So being mindful of that, we have to be careful of those types of distractions, okay? So the unconscious level, to repeat, the unconscious level of distractions against our calling, our service, our purpose to the world, what we're supposed to manifest is entering, you know, relationships, significant others, friendships, habits, um, food, drink addictions, all kinds of stuff, right? But I feel like when we're more conscious, we tend to let other people confirm the willingness for us to procrastinate. <laughs> we use other people as a means to be like, yeah, no, maybe that's not a right time. I shouldn't really be doing that. <laughs> I should wait. So this is, this is what I wanted to share with you all the most um, out of this. 
what ends up happening when we decide to listen to that kind of stuff, right? And, or if we're still at the unconscious level where we're not, we don't really know what it is we're supposed to be doing. We just know that we're not supposed to be doing what we're doing right now. Or we feel a level of restlessness, I should say, a level of restlessness doing what we do right now. We enter into what Stephen Pressfield calls shadow careers, shadow jobs, shadow businesses, okay? So just to share with you um, what that is, it's a shadow career is what you could think of as like a surrogate or a substitute to your true calling. It's a metaphor for your, your, your real career, your real life's purpose, your real calling that you're supposed to be to fulfill. So it's, it's usually very similar in shape, um, and feel to what you're actually supposed to be doing. The difference though, between your calling, your genuine calling and purpose and your shadow career or job is that the shadow career entails no risk. The thing is when we fail at a shadow career, shadow business, shadow job, the consequences of you failing are pretty much meaningless. But when you think about standing out there on your own, going full full force wholeheartedly towards your career, your your business, um, your purpose, there's some risk involved because we don't have the same substitutes that help prop us up. We genuinely have to lean into ourselves and figure out the road, the route for us to go. So for, for example, me, I had, I shared this earlier, um, I think this was on a live. I can't, I be, I go live and do podcasts so much now. I just can't remember where I'm sharing all this stuff. <laughs> but I want to share this with you. It took me a while to understand this, but I feel like I entered into a shadow career. And this is how, this is what I'm talking about, okay? So I love business. I've always loved business. And I remember when it was time for me to select my major in college, they had, it was also, it was also in business administration. So it was the overall department of business administration. And then they had majors like accounting, marketing, uh, economics, entrepreneurship, all kinds of things. I felt a very strong leading for me to get a degree in business, but to major, to focus on entrepreneurship. And I got scared and I was like, uh, there's no guaranteed money in that. And then I remember saying these exact words to myself, people will always need someone to count their money. So I allowed fear and self-sabotage to come up and I went the safe route. I said, I'm getting an accounting degree. And that's what I did. And at that moment, had I had different guidance or understanding of how life worked or what I was to, to have to trust myself more instead of looking at other people for advice, because my family was like, yeah, no, that entrepreneurship's not a good idea. You should definitely do accounting. <laughs> if I had trusted myself more, my intuition more, because it was strong, y'all. It was really, really strong. I, re I remember looking at the paper and like, 
it lit me up. I felt the fire. I was so excited to do it. And then I talked to other people and let them talk me out of it. I, you know, unknowingly signed myself up for a shadow career. So I went the accounting right route. And I, even in the route that I chose, y'all, it's, it was like, I'm not an entrepreneur. In that moment, I wasn't an entrepreneur, but I got to look at other entrepreneurs run their business. I have seen hundreds, if not at least a thousand businesses doing accounting, taxation work, and auditing work. And I've got to look at, you know, businesses, how they run, how they sell, how they market, how they generate leads, all this stuff. I'm so excited. It's like my jam. I think it's all fascinating, right? How they find suppliers and vendors and how they acquire new new clients and the, all of it, I loved it. And so my shadow career gave me a sense of feeling like uh, I was around entrepreneurs um, because I was auditing their, their businesses and looking at their books, but I wasn't actually an entrepreneur. So it was a shadow version of what I truly wanted to be and become. So for some of you, you may be, you may know you're supposed to be starting a business, but you end up telling that person, I'm going to help you in a support capacity because I'm, I'm afraid to go start my own business. So I'm going to let you bear the risk and then I'm going to live vicariously through you and I'll just help get you, you know, off the ground. Or maybe, you know, you're supposed to be a writer. You're supposed to be writing books, but instead of doing that, you decide I'm going to be an English teacher. You guys see what I'm saying? It's like a substitute. It gives you almost the form and feeling of your desire, your purpose, your dream being fulfilled. But instead of it being the actual thing you're supposed to do, it's a shadow version of that. And so what happens is you're never really truly going to feel complete or fulfilled in the shadow version of what you're supposed to do. If you feel passionate about a particular job or creative project or cause, but you don't take action, ask yourself, what's keeping me comfortable? Am I addicted to these distractions that are around me? Am I addicted to feeling comfortable? Have I allowed fear to paralyze me? Those are the types of questions you need to ask yourself moving into 2020 because there's so much opportunity available to you if you choose to go that route. If you choose to decide this will no longer be the story of my life in 2021, I want to encourage you to make that shift and to understand your purpose and calling cannot be done by anybody else. You were given, you were given here, you were given here, you were put on earth here to manifest, to manifest a specific version of God in the earth through you, through your life, through your hands, through your gifts and your talents. So for you to bury them and decide that you're not going to use them is a disservice to yourself, your potential and to the ones that, that will, that will come behind you. So the, 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 the more you can become the mold, the vision, the plan, those that come behind you will find the courage. They'll find the strength to, to execute, to take the risk, to explore because you've set the standard. So many of us 
sit in mediocrity in our lives because we have no mold. We have no, outside of like these massive giant role models, which I hear a lot from men, they're like Steve Jobs and, you know, big name tech folks. But what about in your family? Can you point to someone in your family? And if you can't, then that means you're the forerunner. If you're listening to this podcast, I know you're the forerunner. So I'm putting some fire under you. I want y'all to be fire starters. I want y'all to go out and say, you know what? Teresa's right. I'm going to bet on me. And if I only put in three hours a week towards whatever my purpose, like if you're supposed to be painting, making music, um, creating various works of art, new technology, if you're supposed to be working on a skill and even in culinary There are so many ways that you can release what is inside of you. And I want you to get connected and I want you to get centered to that. All right. So that is my discussion. This is a little, this, I feel like this version was a little bit different from my most podcasts. This one really came from my heart. From just talking to so many women in this past month that were impacted by the podcast and my topics specifically shadow careers and shadow businesses that I had to share it. (laughs) The art of becoming. Um, It's needed. It's needed. And I hope that this frees someone that's listening to this. If you were looking for a sign or hoping God would give you the wisdom or the push to execute, this is it, sis. This is it. You got to bet on you. You are... You are the security, not someone else. All right, my beautiful queens, that's all I have for you this week. I am looking forward to sharing more with you in this this specific month in regards to business. Um, More so on the emerging business, beginning business side to get you guys motivated to get out there and start that business, girl. Go ahead and get that LLC. You, You know you got the name. You know you got the name. You got the colors. You know you got all of it. Just go ahead and do it. You know it. If you know you're an event planner, a party planner, you love planning parties for everybody else, but you're afraid to go ahead and do it full time. Even in the pandemic, I know a lady who's making six figures doing virtual parties, y'all. She used to be a party planner um, that did in-person parties, but she makes six figures now. She just pivoted in the pandemic and makes six figures now doing virtual parties. You can still live your best life <laughs> in the pandemic. All right, I love y'all. Let's say our affirmations for the week. I am wanted. I am loved. I belong. All right, sisters, you know what you're supposed to do this week. You better get working on that business. I ain't playing with (laughs) y'all. I love you and have an amazing week.